Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are, however you are. This is Neil, and this is Fang Radio, as you know, or you wouldn't be here. And I'm joined this morning um, by Sharon. Hi. You would probably need to get... Oh, you can probably... No, that's okay. I don't okay. need to be that close. And I've got Mitchell sitting opposite me. Hello, uh, Mitchell. And Nick is somewhere in the building fetching coffee and delivering flowers, as is his want. Um, this is approximately the 30th anniversary of Woodface, something to do with Woodface, either the making or the releasing. So it's a fitting anniversary to revisit that said album. Um, I've prepared, this is a mad scramble at the moment. We're rehearsing for a tour which is currently postponed, but hopefully still on, of New Zealand. Crowded House has been gathered in the same room rehearsing. It's been going absolutely splendidly. Um, what a joy to play music with four of my favourite musicians in the world. And we are sounding like really hot. But we're having to um, keep our fingers crossed and arms and legs that New Zealand will be lifted from level three. Or no, we will descend from level three to level one um, on Sunday in, in order to resume our tour in Christchurch. Okay, that's probably enough preamble. I'm going to start off uh, with the first song, a controversial choice for first single, the first song on Woodface, um, which I have prepared the music this week. I didn't have the benefit of anybody to come and help me, so I've kind of done a bit of recording with myself. A bit of guitar, a bit of piano, a couple of vocals. Starting off with Chocolate Cake. Two, three, four. Everyone in New York would pay to see Andrew Lloyd Webber May his trousers fall down as he bows to the Queen and the crown I don't know what tune that the orchestra played But it went by me, sickly and sentimental Can I have another piece of chocolate cake? Tammy Baker's got a lot on her plate Can I buy another cheaper castle fake? Andy Warhol must be laughing in his grave The band of the night takes you to ethereal heights over dinner Wander the streets, never reaching the heights that you seek. And the sugar that dripped from the violence bowl made the children go crazy, put a hole in the tooth of a hat. Can I have another piece of chocolate cake? Tammy Baker's got a lot on her plate. Can I buy another cheaper castle fake? Andy Warhol must be laughing in his grave And the dogs are on the road where all tempted fate Cars shooting by with no number plates Well here comes Mrs. Harry Legs Liam's line I saw Elvis Presley walk out of 7-Eleven a woman gave birth to a baby and then bolted to 57. Now the excess of fat on your American bones 
We'll cushion the impact as you sink like a stone Can I have another piece of chocolate cake? Tell me, Baker Can I buy another cheap Picasso fake? Cheap Picasso, he's just an asshole Can I have another piece of chocolate cake? Kathy Straker, boy, could she lose some weight? Can I buy another slice of real estate? Liberace must be laughing in his grave. Chocolate cake. Can I have another piece of chocolate cake? All right, that was chocolate cake, and as that was playing, we were disagreeing about a certain chord shape um, in the chorus. Uh, Mitchell? Well, in rehearsal, there was a little bit of something happening and I couldn't figure it out. So now I've figured it out. So we're rub? good. Was there a rub? A potential you? rub, but yeah. maybe not. I think it's all your fault, Nick. It's not. Well, I'm playing the G and you're wanting to pass through. And Neil wants to pass through an A flat. See, this is the kind of stuff that was happening back in 30 years ago and still happening today, <laughs> um, particularly between possibly Nick and Mitchell. But... Um, just a sort of a little, a little banter, bicker, bicker banter. Stop hogging the mic, William. Yeah, Get to me. Um, Nick, you've gone down and got yourself a coffee. I have. And you're ready now. You've delivered flowers. I am. Um, just just as to clarify, Neil, too, in that line where you say, and you, you do this on stage as well, you say, you, you, you say the word asshole to um, rhyme with uh, Picasso. Yeah. Which, and do you know the origins of that? Of course you do, the origins of that little um, inclusion. Uh, well, I mean, he wasn't, he possibly wasn't very nice to some of his oh, girlfriends. Well, no, no, I, I what was, is it? I, no, well, that's, oh. might, that might well be true. And this, yeah. It just sings well. It does sing it, well, but, but it came originally from the Jonathan Richmond song. Oh. Um, uh, jo Jonathan Richmond being the singer in uh, The Modern Lovers <clears throat> back in the day, fantastic band. And he had a song called... Nobody ever called. No, maybe the listeners could put this up on. Uh, I'm not remembering the the actual name of the song, well, but Julie he Arland had the. Thinks Picasso was an asshole. She just stated it right there. Yeah, he the definitely comments. was. Was he? Yeah. If, if you read any books though. about him, however, I don't think it should affect the way people feel about his artwork. Well, I don't. Opinion. It doesn't worry. It. I mean, it doesn't worry me. It worried me if I was living with him or nearby or somebody I loved was living with him. But yeah. Yes, still... that does raise the question of legacy vers versus. Uh, the council, cancel culture now, doesn't it, Mitch? That, that sort of. I just think if a person's a great artist, that that stands separately. Now, if you're a politician, maybe you should be cancelled. But if well, to my to me, it reminds me of the idea that you sh uh, celebrity and fame spoil everything. You know, even back then when there was no social media, Picasso became far too famous, probably for his own mind. His art didn't really suffer, but as a human, he probably suffered. Most people don't respond very well to getting famous, uh, almost without exception. There's a, probably a few. Um, it's, it's that that usually spoils people's work, but it certainly spoils human beings' 
many times. Doesn't it, Sharon? Yeah, no, you're all up yourself. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I think we've had modest levels of fame and success over the years. Hopefully we've had time to recalibrate and become decent humans again and have children and, you know, give up sleep and have to do diapers and nappies. And it keeps you honest, I think. The great leveller. The great leveller. Anyway, we're here. It's lovely to be with my friends and you all out there. And we have now the second song on Woodface, It's Only Natural. Any thoughts about it? I think we recorded this about three times, ready to find, finally do it. Yeah, that was, the, that was in the, the last group of sessions we did. There was, I think, three main groups of sessions. Yeah. And that, that was a final attempt at that. Well, we'd so. written with Tim um, at, a, at a quite magical session of writing at... Um, uh, Murchison Street Flats um, over two weeks and uh, I think Tim came in with the line ice will melt sugar no ice will melt water will boil he often is comes in with a title and a, and a couple of the key lines and uh, we just went running with the ball on on that occasion uh, it's only natural obviously particularly pertinent to our relationship uh, that we should be there singing together but um, yeah it's a real pop song isn't it let's play it two Shake up this mortal coil, it's bigger than us You don't have to worry about it Ready or not, here comes a drop You feel lucky when you know where you are You know it's gonna come true Here in your arms I remember It's only natural that I should want to It's only natural that you should feel the same way too It's easy when you don't try going on first impressions Man in a cage has made his confession now You see me at my worst It won't be the last time I'm down there Like a book that's falling down between your knees Please let me have my way with you It's only natural that sucks you want to be there with you It's only natural that you should feel the same way too Circumstantial, it's all been written in the sky, and we don't even have to try. Too. 
circumstantial It's something I was born to do It's only natural Can I help it if I want to? West End Girls Yes, that was It's Only Natural. Uh, we were discussing that on the way through. Nick reckons he ripped off the bass line from West End Girls. <laughs> well, there was, if, if I remember, we'd recorded it a couple of different times with different sort of grooves to it. And when we were in the studio in Los Angeles with Mitch doing it, I had listened on the way to the studio to West End Girls by Pet Shop Boys. And it just fell into my head and there was no going back. It was like the, the Stay Puffed Marshmallow Man in Ghostbusters. And uh, instead of it going boo 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 boo, it went boo 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 do 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 boo. I thought, are they going to know? Yes, yes. Okay, um, <laughs> Mitchell. Uh, no, where that was a song that took a long time to get, and, and Mitch, you think that the guitar, the little guitar riff, um, completed. Yeah, I the remember. I remember that and the vocal ending that you just heard, that those were new additions. So you, yeah. you were just trying to come up with stuff because it seemed like a catchy song. And you, I remember Chad had this, we had this new box called a Publison and he was just goofing around and had mm. all these delays and you started playing and he put it on there and all of a sudden it just all sounded right. Well, so that was a good moment. Um, so it was the, the main hook. The bow, 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 yeah. Bow, bow, yeah. Bow, 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 yeah. Yeah. Uh, there was a few. It started with a whole bunch of Chamberlain sounds, or sound effects, didn't it? Oh yeah, right, right. Remember? Yeah, we were obsessed with those things at the time. Paul did that. I, Actually, I, just hold up your mic, microphone to this, Mitch, because I had it's a bit. It's up back now, but oh. can you hear that, everybody? No, okay, you can't hear it. That's the octagon. It's sitting in the corner. It's always on. I leave it on all the time, and it's still working after all this time. Anyway, moving right along. The next song, of course, on Woodface is Fall at Your Feet, um, which has endured very much in my mind and heart as one of the best songs Crowded House did. There's something about the opening. The minute it comes on, it just sort of sucks you in, really. We're doing a very beautiful and faithful version of the song on uh, at rehearsal at the moment, so I'm really looking forward to playing that for um, for everybody eventually this year. But in the meantime, two, three, four. <laughs> I'm moving inside her Lying in the dark I think that I'm beginning To know her Let it go 
Fall at your feet, and uh, Nick and Nick was just being given a leave pass by Mitchell oh, yeah. for making mistakes. As Mitchell claims it's part of the crowded house sound. <laughs> <laughs> it is. Nick has a freedom in the way he plays, and that means no. It means once in a while a weird note lands, and it's just I just like it. It's just part of the sound. It's not. It's not like a mistake. It's just part of what happens. And it's very rare, but when it happens, it makes me feel good. Thank you, Mitch. Um, so, Fall at Your Feet was written in Osborne Street when we were still in it, because all the chorus was, and it had a different verse that went, Fly away, little bird. Oh, <laughs> it honestly did. Take, take me up. And Jane West was over visiting the day I wrote it. Isn't that funny how you remember when thing, yeah. what things were? The way I wrote the chorus. And I was making a little... Fly, away, no, fly, fly as fast as you can, don't get in the way of this approaching man, because he's insane. That's how it went. Uh, do you remember getting that I remember. Demo? I remember. Yeah. All I remember about it, though, is when the chorus happened, 
I just, it's like everything changed. I, th I thought that was so good. I, it became my obsession, that song. Yeah, you, made, you, you really haunted me to find a better verse. Yeah, and we tried over and over again. We yeah. tried recording it a few times. And I think the verse, if I'm not mistaken, I think what happened is we, we were struggling a little when we on the first group of sessions. And we just had a kind of a free day. And at some point, you started playing that verse and it was something you it's written a really old it yeah, was a like really old 17 verse, and like when i was 18 or something and like i don't remember who had the idea but we just for whatever reason we just tried to put the two together and then all of a sudden i think you wrote the bridge on the spot all of a sudden the yeah. song came together incredibly fast it, yeah and in melbourne and yeah. the uh metropolis what was it no what was it yeah. called yeah, yeah. it's metropolis on chapel yeah. street chapel street doesn't exist anymore probably um yeah, so and we, there was a convoluted path that that record. It wasn't always easy, but it it ended up being pretty pretty damn productive. Now the next song on the record actually is Tall Trees, I think. Right. And it's not a favourite of mine. In fact, I would go so far as to say I wouldn't have put it on the record now, if it, if I had my time again. But what I've done to sort of honour it, um, the fact that that decision was made, is do a tree review um, for Woodface. Um, connected to, of course, to the tall trees. And Nick, uh, I asked Nick yesterday, what do you think the piece of wood would have been that the wood face was rendered from? And you thought, well, Nick? I, I thought it was more than likely cedar. Yeah, so I went off and I've discovered a little bit about cedar mm. and I'm going to display it for you now. I'm no. sorry if it gets difficult to understand, but mythology often is. This is the Woodface edition of The Tree Review. Today, to give honour to the tree the Woodface itself was hewn from, carved into and painted by Nick Seymour, my tree is the cedar. The cedar stands tall and straight, popular amongst house builders for centuries and featuring strongly in mythology and ancient history. Of course, ancient mythologies, many of them, were very interested in the cedar tree. A lot of the old um, archaic cultures, such as the Mesopotamians, were deeply involved, invested in the cedar forest. One of the greatest stories in Mesopotamian mythology regards a gentleman named Gilgamesh. Now, Gilgamesh dared cut down some trees from virgin stands of cedars. At the time, it was being guarded by the demigod Humbaba. The Cedar Forest is described in tablets 4 to 6 of the great epic of Gilgamesh. Now it appears Gilgamesh entered the Cedar Forest. On each day of the six-day journey, Gilgamesh prayed to Shamash. In response to these prayers, Shamash sent Gilgamesh oracular dreams during the night. In one, he wrestles a great bull that splits the ground with his breath. The dream was interpreted for Gilgamesh. The dream meant that Shamash, the bull, will protect Gilgamesh. In the third Gilgamesh dreams, the skies roared with thunder and the earth heaved. Then came the darkness and a stillness like death. Lightning smashed the ground and fires blazed out. Death flooded from the skies. When the heat died and the fires went out, the plains had turned to ash. So an apocalyptic vision for poor Gilgamesh there. We assume Enkidu, who was in effect Gilgamesh's therapist, tried to put a positive spin on this rather terrifying dream. 
On the sixth dream, however, at the entrance to the cedar forest, Gilgamesh begins to quake with fear. He prays to Shamash, reminding him that he had promised Ninsan that he would be safe. Shamash calls down from heaven, orders him to enter the forest because Humbaba is not wearing all his armor. Humbaba comes stalking out of the cedar forest to challenge the intruders. Some of the story is missing here. But anyway, it transpires Gilgamesh and Enkidu enter the gloriously beautiful cedar forest and begin to cut down the trees, wasting Humbaba in the process. After these events, Gilgamesh's fame widespread and his appearance resplendent in his wealthy clothes attracts the sexual desire of the goddess Ishtar, who always went for a woodchopper, who came to Gilgamesh and offered to become his lover. Gilgamesh refused with insults, listed all the mortal lovers that Ishtar had had, which was not cool, Gilgamesh. Public shaming? It's not okay. Deeply insulted, Ishtar returns to heaven and begs her father, the sky god Anu, to let her have the bull of heaven to wreak vengeance on misogynist Gilgamesh and destroyer Gilgamesh and his city. With this poem, she summons the zombies. Father, let me have the bull of heaven to kill Gilgamesh and his city. For if you do not grant me the bull of heaven, I will put down the gates of hell itself, crush the doorposts and flatten the door, and I will let the dead leave, and let the dead roam the earth, and they shall eat the living. The dead will overwhelm all the living. Who knew the origin of zombies? Gilgamesh and his 'er ne'er-do-wells. That ends this week's tree review. Remember when you were great. Don't wipe the soul from your skin. You must keep running the distance. Yes, that was my tree review. And uh, who knew that zombies, Mesopotamians were talking about zombies, you know, eons ago. Still popular today. Although I don't like zombie movies personally. Have you got got anything for zombies? 28 Days Later was a great film. And it it is actually a a zombie movie. If you have you seen that film? I might have watched a bit before I fell asleep. Really good. Um, Yeah, it's just to, to me. For me. I prefer living things. I like the band. <laughs> they were a great band. Yeah. We, we did a cover of one of their songs. Um, She's Not There. That's right. Yeah. yeah. I think their version was far superior to ours, to be honest, but um, it wouldn't be a cue. It's not going to be a cue for me to play their, my, our version or theirs. We're going to move right along now. There's quite a lot of songs on Woodface, which is why I'm taking a couple of them off. My apologies to anyone whose song uh, I don't get to do today. There'll be good reasons for them, and I'll explain later. But here is Whispers and Moans. Three, four. Dull, dull grey The colour of our times Cool, cool space that I still hope to find Far beyond the veil Sound of whispers and 
Sorry about that abrupt finish. Um, I'm listening to all of those rants that I do, which are usually buried in the midst of band tracks and so are less important. But I do them on a few songs and they're just kind of stream of consciousness to some degree. Sometimes I go back in and try and fashion words out of what the noises I was making. But they strangely en enjoyable to sing after all these years, like that little one at the end and Alan's sound investments and all these things that are kind of little key key memories for me that was to do with a, a gentleman we used to know and must have come up in conversation at some point so they're like little tiny flags in the ground for 
old memories that are in, unconnected, disassociated. Um, but it's a rant. Sometimes I channel um, the delirious, feverish ranting of my children and um, usually owned up to that. Pineapple head was case in point. Sharon? Yeah. What are you doing? I'm reading all the comments. Any interesting ones? Yeah, there's a few. Fuck you, Roberts, in there. I was just saying, who's Robert? Oh, oh, oh no, that was journalist. No, that was the... God, it's lasting quite well. No, I, I mentioned a bad review of Temple of Low Men. Um, oh, okay. And they still become a bit of a catch, catch cry. Fuck you, Robert. I love it. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> Anything else of interest? No, no, no. Just chicken. Read them out. No. Something. Great ears, Mark. Great ears, Mark. Yeah, I know. Is that about your brother? No, no, no. I think it's Oh, no, that's another Mark. M-A-R-C. Oh. Mark's, uh, I recognise that name. And I think he started the Tongue in the Mail. Oh, and Nick, did you Web listen to group. my CD? Oh, shit. Oh, which one? I don't know. Did it say? <laughs> Definitely, yes. No, it doesn't say. Oh, somebody's asking if Nick's listened to his CD. Oh, dear. Shit. Yes, he did. Yeah. <laughs> He doesn't have a CD player anymore, do you? I don't. I don't. I don't, I don't have, have one. A CD player. I, I'm. Uh, they were a flawed technology, and I, and I, you know, I wouldn't want to say that, disparaging anybody that has one, but it's a flawed technology. They never really were very good. A lot of wasted, wasteful plastic involved. Anyway, whispers and moans. Um, I'm fond of that song. It was written at Murchison Street at the same time as all the Finn brother songs that we wrote um, around the same era. I made a little demo in the same place. Don't know when we recorded it. Was it the first that, session? That was the first group. Yeah, that was... We did it at A&M. Uh, yes, yes, A&M. Yeah, the... the Fall sorry, go on. Um, yeah, we did uh, that whole Four Seasons in One Day there. Yeah. That was a part of the original sessions. We were staying in a, in a modernist house on the top of the Hollywood Hills, Nick. Remember? <coughs> I do remember you, that Nick, house. me and Cledwin. And you, I, Paul, <laughs> Nick... Me and Cledwin. And, and I, I actually remember I had an excuse to stay there an extra month, perhaps, on what? my own. Doing the artwork. <laughs> Doing the artwork. We paid an oh, extra month. It. You guys left and I had the house to myself and milk it was it. fantastic. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, just in the, the, the start of Whispers and Moans, that bass line, um, I'd gone, I'd wandered into the Studio A at A&M and uh, Cheap Trick were recording in there and I'd never met them before. So I went in and ingratiated myself to them with, you know, as my oh, father nice would say, yeah, putting myself across. And um, <laughs> and, and got to, 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 you know, hang out with them a bit and, and their bass player lent me a, a, this Japanese bass that had a huge headstock on it and uh, it was it sounded like a double bass and that's what the opening line in Whispers and Moans is played on his gecko bass right. uh, the, it was about twice the size of the precision yeah. or something yeah. good a, trivia yeah. uh, we were in, in the studio at the same time as I remember Kiss were in the studio when um, we were in there and I remember Nick marching up to them in his confident manner going God, there's a few ball tuggers in here today <laughs> And then corrected, tall buggers, I, I, which is what I meant to say. <laughs> and um, Bruce Springsteen was in there at the same time? Bruce, he just had his firstborn, yeah. too. Nearly, he was very gooey and clucky, and said hi. We lovely had man. John Bon Jovi sort of snubbed me at the front door. Sort of. Snubbed you. I remember yeah. it still. Yeah. Hurt. What happened with the artwork? Are we Herb talking about Herb Albert's artwork? Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> the studio is full of Herb Albert abstracts and... Uh, and me and Paul worked out a way to rewire the back of them so we could hang them upside down, which we, <laughs> we hung the one in the lobby upside down and no one noticed. I think it's probably entire, still yeah, in, upside in down. The entire he, he, session. He was sh- he's shockingly bad as an artist. Oh, I'm not going to I'm a not great trumpeter to though. Say, no, he's a great m- musician, but as an artist, yeah. Yeah, he just didn't have it. Sure, they're all yeah. at it, Mitchell. They're all at I it. I had a dream uh, when I was a boy that um, Herb Alpert was on, was lying on his deathbed, and he and I walked into the room, and he handed me his trumpet and said, "You'll have to carry on." <laughs> oh my God, amazing! It's a real true story. Oh, That's a totally wow. true story. And the first person I met when we got out of the car from the airport at A and M when Split Ends was signed to A um, and M was Herb Alpert. So, yeah, I think he's a very nice man. He was a Really yeah, you're winding your way back now. You can't come back from that. No, but he's a shockingly that. bad artist. No, I'm sorry. You're calling him a bad painter. That's bad just painter. yeah. That's yeah. just wrong. <laughs> you know, Adrian yeah. Sewell. Well, he works in acrylics for starters, and it's just on plain straight gesso. Who and and someone else has obviously prepared the surface for him, and he just puts acrylic paint on. No. You know, geez, it'll be good when they're finished. I, I said to him once when I <laughs> walked through the halls with him. But yeah. Yeah. Anyway, we digress. Vastly, I'd like to send out a huge birthday greeting to Manaya, our beautiful, beautiful two-year-old grandson, who is having his birthday today. He's, he's been on the planet for two years, and we celebrate his presence amongst us. And I'll play this next song for him, and it's... Uh. Take the weather with you everywhere. 
everywhere you go, always take the weather. Everywhere you go, you always take the weather with you. Everywhere you go, always take the weather. Take the weather, the weather with you. Seasons in one day Lying in the depths of your imagination Worlds above and worlds below The sun shines on the black clouds Hanging over the domain Even when you're feeling warm The temperature could drop away Four seasons in one day Smiling as the shit comes down You can tell a man from what he has to say Everything gets turned around And I will risk my neck again, again You can take me where you will The creek and through the mill Like all the things you can't explain Like four seasons in one day Blood dries up Like rain Like rain Fills my seasons in one day And it doesn't pay to make predictions Sleeping on an unmade bed Finding out wherever there is comfort there is pain Only one step away Like four seasons in one day Blood dries up Like rain Like rain Fills my seasons in one day Alright, we're just taking sandwich orders here um, I'll go the Yeah, the teriyaki chicken, thanks And Nick? Salmon? I'm having a salmon 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 for me, please I'm, I'm, I have no idea what a salmon sandwich is like but Oh, it's sounds nice It's like fish on bread Yeah Fish on bread, okay There's something biblical about that yeah, Exactly Yeah uh, Sharon, what are you uh, having? I'm having the same. Oh, okay. Huh? Prawn. Oh, yeah. Get a couple of those. That'd be great. The prawn rolls. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, we're halfway. Only halfway through the record. Although, 
There's two songs I'm leaving off the second side, for, and I'll let you know what they are when I get to them. Now, this next song here, my mother was always slightly worried about. She never said anything as such, but there was just obviously an awkward moment for her being a devout Catholic, God rest her soul. And um, there goes God. It, it, it wasn't exactly sacrilegious, it, it, but it was humorous, and it's not normal for... Um, what do you think, Nick? You had a similar... I yeah, well, Did I mean, your parents it, have any. N n Dad had a problem with when you come. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. yeah, that was, and oh. I, I couldn't work out whether he was confusing. It was the idea of the return of the, um, of of, of the Messiah, the or whether coming. or not it was about yeah the second coming, or whether it was about actually having sex. And he didn't want to conflate those two ideas. <laughs> perhaps, <did he>? yeah, <laughs> you know, the, the seed was falling on fellow ground, perhaps. Or, uh, but yeah, that's. That's my Catholic dad story with lyrics wow. in well, I mean, house dad, songs. Mum put up with it. God bless her, really, because she also put up with being in a venue in Dublin one night when Paul <laughs> told a particularly off-colour joke yeah. about an Aussie male and an Aussie Sheila. And she was there with her um, cousin who was a Jesuit priest, and she'd only just met that day. <laughs> um, and it was only because you had said just before we went on stage, I think you'd turned to us, we were waiting in the sides, and you turned to us and said, Oh, by the way, mum and dad are here tonight, so just try and keep it clean, okay, between songs. Yeah. And the first joke he told was that one about the Australian foreplay. <laughs> No, that was actually wasn't that one. It wasn't that one. Yeah. Oh my god! You well, I won't tell it. You can't repeat it. No, well, I, it, I could, and it's a funny joke still to this day. But there's no need um, to set up the song like that. Anyway, this, this this next song, unfortunately, will not bear the beautiful print of Chris um, playing the harmonica. Chris Wilson. Chris Wilson, who played the extraordinary harmonica solo oh in this god, next yeah. song on the yeah. record. We don't have him here today, so please imagine it. It's there goes God. Two, three, four. What'll I tell him when he comes to me for absolution? Wouldn't you know it? Hope I don't make a bad decision Cause I'd like to believe There is a God Why sinful angels suffer for love I'd like to believe In the terrible truth In the beautiful lie I'd like to know you this town I can't get arrested If you know me Why don't you tell me what I'm thinking Hey, don't look now But there goes God In his sexy pants And his sausage dog And he can't stand Beelzebub Cause he looks so good in black and black and black Hey, don't 
Echo's got in his sexy pants and a sausage dog, and he can't stand Beelzebub, cause he looks so good in black and black and black. There goes God. There goes God. Think yourself, no? There goes God. There goes God. There goes God. So that was There Goes God. Um, Chris Wilson, absent, but uh, not yes, forgotten. Sadly passed in 2019. Yeah. R.I.P. Um, now the next song on the record, I'm not going to do, um, uh, what is it? He so was. All I ask, yeah. All I ask, um, only because Tim, it so defines the vocal in this song, it seems um, unnecessary to do it. Um, we made this up as a totally live track. It got written on the spot, words and music, and recorded. The demo that is out available somewhere of this um, is us writing it, which was doesn't happen almost ever. So it was quite an extraordinary thing. And then what did we do? We put a damn orchestra on it. <laughs> Who was the guy? He was a South Jorge American Jorge Calandrelli? Yeah. Yeah, and I, and I just asked around, and he he had done a lot of jazz recordings, but I thought he was brilliant. On yeah, that does a great it's a great day, and we all wore suits in the studio, and it was wonderful. I think I think am I wrong? The motivation was that that we talked about making it technically more of a song, like more of a full, and then it just was like, no, that's it. Just is what it is, and then we thought, well, mm. maybe a big string intro will give it that extra dimension or it, it, yeah. I, there was some I don't even remember all I ask is yeah. to live each moment free from the last take the road forgotten don't leave me here yeah beautiful do, 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 right. but I right. didn't want to be more of a formal song I think that's what the it just wanted to be what it was so yeah we probably messed around with that too much what the hell we used to do that okay <laughs> <laughs> we had a good time in the studio, though. We put suits on. It looked good. Oh, and we yeah, got great right. photos we dressed from that up. day. Yeah, we yep. dressed up for the session. Any, any good comments, Sharon? No. It was a good day. I remember you and Tim sitting in the room listening to it, yeah. the orchestra. And, and yeah, it was well, it was my first experience with an orchestra in the studio. It was, it's a glorious thing to sit, to hear the scraping of the bows and the... Yeah, and he had he had made up a, a rough demo with some really terrible sounds, and we were all yeah. really nervous about it. Because yeah, because it could have been cheese. Yeah, but cheese it was, it was, all all through, but it was just class. Yeah. Um, just one, read one comment, Sharon. First one you see. Crooner Neil. Here we go. Crooner. Oh well, I would like to be a crooner. That's good. Crooning is good. It's much much needed. Cheese class. Cheese class. Cheese class. <laughs> what does that mean? It's not quite a crooner, is it? Cheese class. Okay. Um, we do we do succumb to a bit of cheese here and there, don't we? Nick? I was only really dis I've only really discovered the merit of cheese in older life. I couldn't eat it for most of my adult life. Oh, you were dismissive of it. I was extremely dismissive Basically, of it. Most but now French I, cuisine you were dismissive of. I was dismissive of I thought it was a scam. Uh, of the 20th century, uh, believing that French food was superior to anywhere else, uh, and that included cheese. Well, here we go, people. 
Right, we're going to move into a song which is a Paul Hester song, and um, you know, praise be to him and his wonderful, magnificent presence. We've already told a couple of good stories just internally here about Paul's um, deeds at A&M Studio. Uh, he was a joy to be with and to know and to play with, and this is, in a way, a definitive song for him, which we have performed on stage many times. It's Italian Plastic. One, two, three, four. Other fingers. I bring you rocks and flowers. You say they look pathetic. You pick me up at night. I don't feel pathetic when you wake up. over the front of that. Yes, sorry about that. Neil's a terrible operator. Oh, God, one mistake and I'm terrible all of a sudden. Um, All right, well, I did say, uh, what is it? Kia ora, Motherfangers. 
I'm not sure what that means, but that was the message that came through. Now, um, that was a good song. Paul, we wrote that song shortly after we had been to Rome, and he did buy a ta- Italian plates, I think, to take home, didn't he? I think he bought it in Milan. Yeah, well, that's, that's Italy. It is in Italy, yeah. and it's Italian plastic, it is. But, oh, but also, I think it refers Italy, to... as somebody would say. He would say Italy. Italy. He referred to it as Italy and... Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. think it had to do with contraceptives as well, like, or prophylactics, you know, Italian plastic. Really? But, I mean, here I go again. I just, why is my mind just I consumed by... Uh, well, so the whole world is consumed. Yeah, You're no different from no. any other. Thank you, Neil. Thanks for the You're reassurance. You're still alive, man, you know. I'm shattered, Nick, after 30 years of thinking it was one thing. And you yeah. You have to bring that up. Yeah. Mm. Well... Wild but safe, Paul used to say. Yeah, he did. So prophylactics yeah. were appropriate, mm. you know. Yeah. Um, that was about Crowded House, by the way. We used that term many times. Wild but safe. <laughs> okay, we're going on to now a song that I wrote originally for a friend who had lost their mother, um, a wonderful woman, and um, I sent it to her, Pink, our dear friend Pink. Uh, she may be listening in Melbourne, her and Gigi, but she'd probably be up too late because she the late night, she's a night owl. Anyway, it goes out to her. Uh, it's a song that made the album late, I think. We recorded it later on in the piece. Is this She Goes On? Yeah. yeah. Or I you think we did, yeah. Uh, I, I always loved that song, but there's so many songs. Yeah, um, and, and I play it, and I, I'm really fond of it, actually, and it's endured. But uh, it's enough to say. She Goes On. She'll always be The door is always open This is the place that I loved her And these are the friends that she had Long may the mountain ring To the sound of her laughter And she goes on See her once again In a world without end We owe it all to Frank Sinatra Loma melted when she heard him sing After the long weekend They were a lifetime together Appearing in the eyes
And then she goes on. Somebody just wrote in a comment referring back to Paul's Italian plastic, um, which we really have to share with you. There was a, an idea Paul had once to have our, all of our faces on the top of a condom <laughs> looking skywards. Um, that was his merchandising, merchandising idea. idea for um, some for one of the records. I can't remember which one. We never he never made it. We never got to do that. But um, what an idea, huh? So we're reaching the end of the album. This is the last song on the record. Uh, one of the Finn Brothers songs that we wrote at Murchison Street. Tim and I. Actually, that was the last part of Woodface, and really brought it into um, you know. A, Higher Plane, with the addition of the songs, Weather With You, It Goes God, It's Only Natural, um, How Will You Go, um, oh gee, I missed one out, oh, doesn't Four Seasons. All, no, four uh, Seasons was the first. Well, I, I yeah. had Four Seasons originally, but um, from that same collection. But yeah, it elevated the album, and uh, yeah, big shout out to Tim, who I, who's on a Zoom call, uh, or would be on the phone with us, to share some of these memories, but um, he sends his love and he's about to do actually strangely and unfortunately on the night we play Auckland he's um, or fortunately because he's got an opera being performed or a, a, a musical performance of of opera um, of a Tahitian called Star Navigator uh, in Tahitian which is pretty impressive and I wish him luck with that um Anyway, last song. How will you go? Six eight. Or was it three four? What would you call it, Mitchell? Six lunch eight. Time. Six eight. It's lunchtime. <laughs> Sandwiches are arriving. Uh, we'll leave you with this. I might come back just quickly after this, but um, really thank you for helping us um, scroll through our past and these songs, and I enjoyed learning them again. And uh, Mitchell and Nick came up the road we are in a bubble by the way we're on level three at the moment we've been in a bubble all week together fortunately we've been able to keep playing music still amazing to be in the room just sitting here talking it's a, yeah after what i came out of in the states it's mm. kind of amazing it is it's very it's fragile obviously here they, they've done an incredibly good job in new zealand with the government with keeping eliminating um strategy but you know one person obviously makes us all very cautious so we just want to play play shows <coughs> and at that he sneezes excuse me um <clears throat> we just want to play shows so bad um so do every musician in the world so we're, we're hopeful next week keeping our fingers crossed that we can be with some of you and that we'll be with all of you before the end of the year um thank you for supporting us and for listening to woodface and for listening to this fang radio
shelter to sleep in I fell over on the couch again But you know, not all sleep is wasted friends uh nick goodbye my friends thanks for listening <laughs>